All right, what's good, y'all? Welcome back to the Roadwater Podcast. What's up? What we want to get into first? I think can we can we talk about no no before we even start talking racing? Can we discuss the like FI because FI finally released a statement about Abu Dhabi. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I have the like specifications pulled up right now, but basically in the statement that they said, they were basically saying like one, they just flat out said, you know, their results of like the end of the race isn't going to change. And then they basically, I don't know the exact wording, but they were basically saying, you know, the result, like what happened during the race was a result of human error. And they were saying that there was, you know, uh, some ambiguity between two of the articles. And so I just thought that was funny because I basically just saw that as the FIA being like, yo, look, this is not our fault. Massey effed up. So it is what it is, basically. And it's like, I'm not really upset about it, like, because it already happened, I guess. And since they are, like we talked about last episode, you know, they've gotten rid of Massey. They're trying to make some changes. So. I mean, I would say that I'm pretty upset about it. Because mm-hmm. when you're at the, what do they say? When you're at the pinnacle of motorsport, yeah, decisions like this should not be happening, you know. Mm-hmm. So, and this is the difference between uh, Hamilton could have broke the world record for all we know, and they kind of oh, what of, <laughs> and they kind of threw mm-hmm. that away. So I think I I'm a little think... disappointed mm-hmm. that they would I mean, mess up that badly. The know? most disappointing thing about it i think also like and about just the way stuff happened was because hamilton was winning that race yeah if other stuff had happened hamilton most likely would have won and it's just like that's why i guess it's like really frustrating if it was like a really really close race 50 50 and then you know something like this happened then it wouldn't hurt as much as it does like and the thing is i would rather that hamilton won and it was controversial that way then max win and it stays controversial because you know what at you least mean? because if hamilton would have won we could at least like it's more to the rules the way if hamilton would have won you get what i'm saying wait do you mean like if hamilton end up winning but rules were still broken or just if hamilton won like without anything being broken no 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 if hamilton won and red bull claimed that the rules were broken it would be easier to defend hamilton's win as if right now we can't defend Max's win at all. I mean, all. no, I disagree because if it was still a situation where no, yeah, let's literally just reverse the like no, reverse no, no, the cars, no. and if it no, was no, like no, Hamilton no, no. that got no, listen, know, I'm not saying okay. I'm not saying if the cars were reversed. I'm just saying if if the lap ended under safety car. Oh yeah, so and Red Bull was not complaining, being and then okay, then yeah. Well, no, no, yeah, because... and then Red Bull complained that all cars yeah. were left to pass when it said any mm. so it should have just been the five cars then that I mean, would have no, been no. a lot so more in the fi in the fi statement they did like they mentioned that you know those previous directions and it was made clear from fi from like formula and stakeholders teams and drivers that it was preferred for the race not to end on the safety car but there wasn't anything actually in the rule that said you know for that season the race can't end on the safety car no, but then, I mean, we saw a prime example in this race weekend. The race didn't resume till all the cars unlapped mm. and rejoined. 
That was really funny, actually. The commentators kept making jokes about it. Like one of them was like, "Oh, not this again! Not a safety car! Not, yeah. not um, lapped cars having to unlap them." Yeah. So I'm saying, like, mm. well, no, but that's being the, thing. the last Even... race shouldn't change anything. Yeah, no, I, that's true. That's true. We're going back to what we talked about like a couple episodes ago. But... Yeah. No, yeah, and that's why I feel like I don't know. I don't want to start getting like all heated about the debate or whatever. Like you know, yeah. it happened. We're in a new season. We have new cars. Yeah. There's other stuff to look forward to. Of course. Speaking of, this was a great race, honestly. I think this was a really, really good opening race. It wasn't the craziest race, but I think we saw pretty much everything that we wanted to see, especially in terms of the car's performance. Yeah, I would say this this race was a success Mm. for Formula One in terms of the new regulations. Like, it balanced out the teams to an extent. To a point, yeah. Well, I think um, qualifying was honestly really close because weren't even the... Well, Leclerc ended up putting in a crazy lap at the end, but between Sainz and uh, Verstappen and then Perez weren't... like I'm pretty sure their times were like really, really close, like no, less no, than no, yeah. a tenth of a second. I think once Mercedes can figure out where they went wrong, mm. we'll, have a, we'll have more exciting races because I feel mm. like in this race after a couple of laps it just became Verstappen pits Hamilton pits Verstappen pits and I think also just I mean Leclerc um, not Hamilton (laughs) Leclerc and I think also the pace between Red Bull and Ferrari I think is a lot closer than we realized because the entirety of that race too even before you know Red Bull had the issues that they had Max the entire time was having like overheating issues and then at one point during the race you know he was having the steering issues so I like if the race had gone differently and Max completely had no issues, I think we would have seen them actually like battling right behind each other, right next to each other the entirety of that race. Well then then well then you can't say the Ferrari and Red Bull are balanced because Red Bull clearly had issues whereas in Ferrari didn't have any issues at all. So they aren't Yeah, balanced. and they stayed ahead. No, but they stayed ahead. And yeah. like that's why Max was having trouble closing the gap. Yeah, no, but, then, but that's because Max oh, but you're saying because issues. you're saying because Red Bull's reliability issues they're not equal. Yeah, they're not equal. Well, yeah, if we're talking overall, yeah, but I'm talking no, more no, no. But in I'm terms just, of just pace. Yeah, even pace wise, if Max can only push for two laps and has to cool his tires, where Leclerc can push for a lot more laps, then okay, they're that's not true, equal. That's true. That's true. What did happen with Red Bull, honestly? Because that was just really, really bizarre. So, um. They had an issue with one of the rods on the car when they mm. came in for a pit stop. So that's why Max was having power that was steering a issues. Issue. Mm. And then for both cars, allegedly, they just both ran out of fuel. Ran out of fuel? Yes. I thought it was a battery issue because that's what Max was complaining about at first. Max had two issues where Perez had one. I think the battery and the power steering issues came from the mm-hmm. part being touched in the... Yeah. Well, because then you also had Gasly, who was in Alphatari, but the, yeah, the Alphatari has the Red Bull engine, right? Yeah, but Gasly. Yeah, and then Gasly's Gas- Gas- car literally just caught fire. They were saying it was more of an electrical issue because mm. there wasn't any smoke coming from the engine. Yeah. And I, I feel like if it was an engine problem, we would have seen Yuki Tsunoda. Shout out to him being the only Red Bull powered car to, <laughs> to get finish. points. Yeah. But yeah, if it was an engine issue mm. with Gasly, Yuki would have. Not I mean, but people also mentioned, so other than 
the like Mercedes work team, every other car that had a Mercedes engine in that race was literally, I think it was 16th to 20th. Like the entire back of the grid was just Mercedes powered cars. Yeah. So I think, I mean, so, I mean, I'm not surprised where Mercedes powered cars are, huh? are doing good because Ferrari took a completely different approach with their mm. engine. No, Whereas but I mean, like, no, what I'm saying is I guess Mercedes weren't really bluffing, you know, during testing when it seemed like they didn't necessarily have that crazy amount of pace. But then the thing with Mercedes is that we don't yet know if it's just their cars having bad aero. Mm-hmm. Or it's, or if it's like the whole power unit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Toto said, that power unit won them eight world championships. So Yeah. It's hard to determine yet. I did see an article where it said Mercedes should f- have all their problems figured out by Imola, which is at the end of April. So How many races is that? I think that's only within Cause the ne- next I know years. next week is uh, Jeddah. I think Mercedes will be good there too because Hamilton's good at high speed. Yeah, because I remember even from Drive to Survive, actually, Toto mentioned that the Mercedes, you know, has never been particularly good in super slow corners. But Jeddah has a lot of just like high speed corners. Yeah. So I, I would definitely expect we see an increase in pace from Mercedes there. And that's where their car excels because apparently they're not even good in a straight line this season. Really? Or I was the corners. commentators kept mentioning too that apparently a lot of the cars might start having issues following not because of dirty air but because of engine cooling because of the new like fuel regulations and stuff like that they um like the engines just run a bit hotter so being behind a car for too long might pose more issues than it did previous last season so between now the Imola it's two races which is Saudi Arabia yeah. Australia and then we have Imola I'm so happy Australia is back. I miss Australia. <laughs> I can hi. I can hi. Mm. How do you say? Hi. Hockenheim. Hockenheim. Isn't that Germany? Hi. That's Germany. bro. What are you trying to read? <laughs> <laughs> what are you reading? <laughs> I don't know. I was just thinking about the German track because we yeah, that's had it for a long time. Yeah, Hockenheim. I do miss Hockenheim too. Honestly, yeah, that's the track that I miss. Yeah. I never. Really I recently watched the race highlights from I think it was twenty eighteen though too. I, I've never seen like a live. German oh yeah. Grand Prix. Honestly, I always forget that you didn't start watching F one until twenty twenty. That's crazy. <laughs> Bro, you missed that because I was watching um twenty eighteen highlights a couple weeks ago, or not a couple weeks ago, a couple days ago. And the battle between Vettel and Hamilton during that season was actually really, really good because Mercedes were a lot stronger than I remember them being that season. Mm. But, I mean, I guess we're going to see more Ferrari dominance than this season. Which driver impressed you the most? This oh, Kevin Magnussen, Kevin hands Magnuson. down. Kevin Magnussen and Haas in general. Yeah. Like, going from back of the grid to P5, that's insane, bro. That's insane. And this is really good for the Haas team because now they're going to be able mm. to attract more sponsors with yeah. the sponsorship issues. Honestly, yeah. yeah, I was thinking about that too because I remember when they announced, you know, the Mazepin and Yurikai were leaving. Yeah. I was like, aren't they going to be strapped for cash? Yeah. I guess not. I wonder how that works. Is it just like, you know, at the start of the season, the sponsor already gave them the cash they initially needed to? Well, I guess, yeah, they've already developed the car. But well, maybe it might. It doesn't mean like this season they might not be able to do as many upgrades as they might want because they don't have as much cash. I no. I think the thing is because this wasn't really like a 
Formula One, like a Haas issue is more of a political, global mm. issue, they might have not suffered any financial losses. Because the same thing happened with Chelsea. Russian owner. Yeah. Team is sanctioned, and now they. Are they not allowed to compete? In certain, so, like the whole team isn't allowed to compete, or well, the team is allowed to compete, but I think uh. they can't sell tickets, away tickets, things. Like oh, that. aren't they not allowed to like buy players or anything? Yeah, like that too? they're banned yeah. from there. Yeah. So I think the same thing with Haas. Maybe they there's a they just terminated the contract and Eurekai. Hmm. How do you pronounce? I mean, it? I don't know the yeah. It's Eurekai or Eurekai, whatever. Yeah. Probably just have to suffer the deficit in Haas probably already oh, damn. are just tough. <laughs> the investments. Yeah. That's what I'm guessing. Yeah. I think also, especially with Haas, like one of the storylines I'm gonna follow is Mick Schumacher because obviously before he was, you know, just completely washing Mazepin. Mm-hmm. But now I think it's really, really important that he keeps pace with Magnuson or outperforms him if he wants to, you know, really define his place in the sport and put himself as you know not just another rookie driver you know what makes me angry what the fact that if it was mazepin and that haas ha- haas would have been held back this race week oh yeah that yeah, kind of makes me a bad. little angry at haas why did they decide to go with the two rookie drivers you know yeah going with two like i under i understand the reason is obviously because they just need the money so he could keep going but having two completely brand new rookie drivers was just no but yeah it wasn't really it, gonna have a good outcome if you have better drivers then you'll finish mm-hmm. better and then you'll earn more money you know Mazepin was just a straight but if you don't have the money to even make the car that could have those drivers winning then what's the point you know because then they would just be like, times. oh, they'd essentially just be a Williams where they have an insane driver, but bad car. I, all I'm saying is that Mazepin mm. would not have finished in the points. Oh, definitely not. Race. Definitely not. Mick, I think Mick got, uh, I don't remember exactly, but I think he got unlucky during the safety car restart. And that's why he didn't finish higher. Yeah, but he was he on before. for points. But yeah, I mean, no, I'm definitely still, I, I, I'll, like, I still have hope for him. I have faith in him. I think this season more than ever we'll really get to see how good drivers are compared mm-hmm. to their teammates. If you Especially, look at Bottas and yeah, Joe I was Gun just Yu. about to bring that up. Oh yeah, shout out to Joe Gun Yu for getting points on his debut. But also, I'm impressed by Alfa Romeo too that they seem to have a car where they can consistently be scoring points. It's something about the Ferrari power unit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> whatever they illegally fit, legally is <laughs> crazy. I mean, honestly, you called it, though, like, way back when. You kept saying, bro, I'm telling you Ferrari's going to be crazy this season. You're right. I, I did keep calling. Yeah. I always wanted Leclerc to be a world champion, but mm. I really wanted to see Hamilton get his eighth. So yeah. I'm, I'm on but both then, sides now. Okay, but then, so if you look at William, McLaren especially, I was so yeah, disappointed was so to see McLaren, McLaren literally just being the slowest cars this race. Yeah. And so is that because of the McLaren or is it the Mercedes power unit that just seems to not be working? I think both because then why else would the Austin Martin be so, so, so below, so down? Oh, yeah. Austin Martin also were really soft. I forgot about that, too, because they have the Mercedes power unit, too. The Wait, so you should... No, so then it, most likely it's the power unit, not the cars. I would say both. You think it's both? I think it's both. I feel like it's too early to tell also. And we also just don't really have the details. No, and but... you also mentioned that I think this year more than ever, we'll see cars perform at different levels at different tracks. 
So yeah. I think after the first five races where we've seen a little bit of everything, we can really determine. Because mm. I remember, um, I know Max mentioned it at one point, and definitely Leclerc, I think this was during an interview after one of the practices or after qualifying, he kept talking about how he literally, like how he was practicing driving the car is just you driving the car using different driving styles and seeing which worked best. And so, like, I definitely think, um, where am I trying to go with this? Like, yeah, because the cars just, uh, I guess, function differently than the previous cars, we're going to see very different car performances when tracks, track conditions change drastically, too. Yeah. So, I think next week, seeing a very fast, fast track, mm. we'll be able to really see what's going on. Do you think Mercedes will have a different side pod design for the next track i don't didn't you, know yes i, I remember you mentioning that uh like this side pod design was kind of to help them with their speed in the slow corners but if you have a track like jeddah you don't necessarily need that so i don't know if they might take that approach they might even have a completely different side pod to counter porpoising with the mm-hmm. suspension and whatnot so it, it's really too early to tell performance but for yeah. all we know right now is that they're going to need a couple races to get back into shape. Yeah. No, yeah, because I'm also just waiting to see, you know, if when they do get back into shape, if they are going to be on pace with the Ferraris and the Red Bulls, because then we can get the actual three-team fight that we want. Even though a two-team fight between the Ferrari and Red Bull would be amazing to watch, too. Like, I'm not complaining. But definitely three would be better than two. But then we can't really even say Red Bull are good enough to challenge Ferrari in the moment. Oh, well, yeah, because of their reliability issues. Yeah. And and the Red Bull of Sergio Perez, I don't know if it's Perez, but he didn't look all that fast. I mean, yes, he was faster than than the Mercs, of course, but mm. he didn't look as fast as Max. Yeah, that's true. Like, he wasn't really closing in on Signs, But then Signs also wasn't really closing in on Max either. Yes, but then I feel like after the safety car restart, if Max didn't have issues, I feel like Sainz could have given him a fight. The same way Lewis was mm. giving Checo a fight after the safety car restart. Did yeah, you see that true. battle? No, but even after the safety car restart, like Max managed to stay ahead. And I think if Max didn't have issues, he would have just been ahead until the end of the race. I, I know, but I'm just saying Sainz would have been able to challenge him, give him a little bit of a fight. You know. Well, no, but he did give him a fight. Yeah. yeah. So, same thing with Hamilton and Paris. So, I still mm. don't think the Red Bull is in the same at the same level as Ferrari. Okay. I don't know. I Well, it's just the first race, so we can't really call anything too much. But I think definitely by the first five races, we'll be able to have a good idea of where everyone is. But then I guess teams will kind of bring in upgrades as the season go, goes on. Why were the McLaren so slow, dude? And That's what I'm saying. Out. I don't know. I haven't not nah, like I haven't read anything or seen anything that actually explained it just yet. Cause they were like, um, they they were looking good in during testing. Did they have any purposing issues or no? I mean, I think everyone did. You know, at the start, like back in Barcelona, but I'm pretty sure they fixed theirs. No, but weren't they? They were kind of fa- not necessarily favorites, but nobody was. You know, saying, "Oh, McLaren doesn't look fast," right? Yeah. No, and that's what I'm telling you, and that's why I think maybe it's the power unit under race conditions just isn't working. But actually, they didn't even do good during qualifying either. I don't even know, bro. I genuinely don't know. 
<laughs> we just don't know anything. Yeah. Where did where did they finish? Fourteen. Oh, like 15? really low. Uh. Stro didn't do that. Fourteen bad. and fifteen. Yeah, Stro finished twelve. Hmm. Oh, that's the other thing I want to bring up. We've had two drivers get COVID already. Should are we? Is nobody uh, kind of concerned about this? Is nobody getting vaccinated? <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure everyone's like double vaccinated and has a booster at this point. Wow. But is there a new strain? I feel like someone mentioned to me a couple of days ago that there's a new strain. Not that I've but, heard of. I mean, yeah. yeah and then Hulkenberg was just kind of. Did you hear that? Yeah, I heard that. Was that your computer or mine? That was mine. That was yours. It's all good. <laughs> but um, what's it called? We can't really blame Aston Martin's low performance because Harkenberg kind of jumped into the car and no practice, going from driving yeah. twenty nine. No, but didn't he have? Didn't he qualify? Like, didn't he get into Q two? Yeah. Yeah. So then that's. I know, but then mm. compare him to someone like. Like you think Vettel like, would have been like able to Alba, get a higher performance? Who did? Yeah, who did okay. almost probably close to a hundred laps to practice? You know. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But no, I'm definitely telling you. Like I think it might be the Mercedes power, like unit. Mercedes power unit. Yeah. We'll see. Mm. What was your favorite battle of this race? Me. Yeah. <laughs> there wasn't actually no. There was a decent amount of midfield battles. I would say the one in front between Leclerc and Verstappen. <laughs> yeah, that I one mean, did kind of overshadow. Everyone's... Yeah, that kind of did overshadow everything. I think that's everyone's. Yeah. I think. I mean, the cars do definitely look like in terms of following. Definitely look a lot better than they did the previous years. I think we especially saw that at the race start. If you notice, just the way the cars were bunched up and you had a lot of cars like you had rows of like drivers going side by side we had three-way fights two drivers yeah and we had a lot of three-way fights which we don't see as much either do you think maybe the mercedes power unit is suffering from the new fuel regulation going from the that's a possibility no yeah and that's what i was saying about the overheating issue like i don't think that's just uh red bull that was facing that like i think mercedes felt that too no, but from what I heard of Russell say, it was the purposing throwing the Mercedes car off completely because then the tires would degrade more because no, yeah, that's that's definitely the issue that's kind of hurting their just flat out pace in general. Like that's why you know I think it was during practice when Hamilton kept going deep into turn one. It's literally just because once they start reaching that speed, the car is just bouncing and it's really hard to get into control. So maybe that messed up their brake cooling and everything. I think just yeah. the bouncing threw the car off completely. Hmm. But then let's talk about the Leclerc Max fight. I would say that was the best one, mm-hmm. and I would say that was incredible from Leclerc being able to hold off Max. Yeah, no, well, like, he was racing, no, he was playing it really smart too because he was um like he just let Max take him in turn one, but then he knew he'd have uh DRS going out at turn three, yeah, so he'd always get him right back. But then why didn't Max get close enough during turn one and then overtake? What do you mean? Why didn't Max stay behind Leclerc during turn one and then use? The I guess he just DRS? didn't think of that. He was too easy to get past. I don't know, cause, cause it doesn't make. Cause Hamilton did the same thing at Brazil, to Checo, 
first he overtook him in turn one, and then at turn Chaco three, back. yeah, and then he was like, all right, you know what, I'll get yeah, close this time I'll and... stay behind, yeah, and, yeah. I mean, honestly, then that was just Max getting outplayed by Leclerc. Simple as that. But then the dive bombs he was having into turn one were really good. Like the yeah. retro power unit is pretty quick. Mm-hmm. From from what we can see. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think at a high speed corner, we'll really get to see power unit performances at the what next track. Because then we'll get to see. Oh yeah, because it's Jeddah. Yeah. You know. Cause I feel like the 2022 cars are kind of slow in the slow corners, and Bahrain has a lot of those. They do look really slow, like wow. especially like uh, out of turn one going into turn two, I felt like they seemed like they were almost about to stop. And they just can't hit the apex at all, cause mm. they can't ride the curbs. Well, cause they also just lose a lot more downforce in slow corners. That's the issue with the like ground effect cars. I don't know how much I like these ground effect cars. Like yes, it is. It is nice to see the, Yeah, but then couldn't the old cars provide closer racing if if the airflow was just directed above the car? That's already below? how it was. Well, what do you then, mean? Or or what if? Well, they no, just yeah, but the problem the, the problem parts. with having huh? What if they just took some of the same parts so that the air could flow through the cars better? But without directing it to the ground. Well, I mean, that's what they started doing, like, after 20... Actually, after 2018. They were simplifying a lot of the side pod and front wing elements so that they wouldn't create as much dirty air. But it was still, like, a pretty big issue. Uh, yeah. Like, I think the only solution would essentially be, if you don't want to have ground effect cars, it would be just, I guess, to have cars that overall had less... Well, you just have to develop a new way to develop the downforce other than the ground effect or other than um i guess because the way the previous cars worked is um like the front wing elements you know trish try to push the air around the car and that creates a lot of vortices in the back of the car and that's what creates a lot of the dirty air so the solution essentially would be you know be able to create as much downforce without creating all those vortices but that's a lot easier said than done mm-hmm so, yeah. And there's also because you don't want to lower the downforce too much because then the cars would also get slower. But I personally, I'm not that against the cars getting slower if it means better racing. That's true. Because even, you know, I well, because I guess we've gotten used to much faster cars right now. But obviously, you know, back then, you know, early 2000s, stuff like that, the cars were technically st- slower. But, you know, the racing was really good and it was still entertaining to watch. Mm-hmm. That is true. So... These cars are also heavy. Yeah. I think that's also part of the issue. They're kind of clunky. Yeah. I don't know. I would definitely want to see... I don't mind... I want to see the F1 cars get smaller, honestly. Like, I don't think that would necessarily be a bad thing. Make the cars a bit smaller, make them lighter, and I want bigger engines, too. Yeah. I think they should... I don't... They should go to V8 hybrids. I think that would be amazing. Yeah, I definitely want smaller cars, too. Yeah. Because then it'll make, I think, three-way battles easier. Mm. And then the cars will just be a lot more nimble and faster. Yeah. And I also feel like, especially with tight tracks like Monaco, part of the reason also we just don't really see overtakes anymore nowadays is just the sheer size of the cars. They're kind of long, too. They're so long. It's insane. 
what else do you have to talk about during the race? Is there anything um, significant? Shout out to Albon. He performed extremely well too. Did he score points? Nah, he didn't score points though. Nah, but he, he mm. was... He no, yeah, but that's the thing. It's kind of disappointing three. to see. Because obviously, you know, Haas had insane improvement. And so did Alfa Romeo, but then Williams didn't. Do you think it's the power unit? Bro, that's what I've been saying this whole episode. It has to be the power unit. That's the only explanation. And then I guess Renault is kind of in the middle. Because we saw a rocket ship power unit last year from Mercedes at Brazil. But then yeah. that was a different fuel compound. Mm. So, Well, yeah, but also it's not the entire fuel compound that changed. It's only, I don't remember what the regulations are, but I think it's only like 10%. But even that is enough to make a decent amount of difference. And all the Ferrari power unit powered cars kind of look similar, like a fat side pod, a lot of cooling, cooling vents. Well, I think um, that might also be because I don't know how many parts Alfa Romeo gets from Ferrari, but I know Haas definitely borrow a decent amount of parts from Ferrari. I think that might be why their side pod design concepts are very similar. And I heard the Ferrari's like traction, engine traction is is really good so it was helping what do you mean them engine traction apparently the car like within with engine braking and whatnot the car is good oh, at that yeah. so they were getting a lot more traction into out of the turns because oh, nice. of the engine yeah i guess ferrari is just kind of the dominant power unit right now i, I wouldn't yeah. say dominant but i would say well yeah back. okay because it's one race yeah they're back but Mercedes are also incredibly innovative, so I wouldn't be surprised if by the next couple of races they figure out what's wrong and they're back to it. Because the thing is, if you look at the porpoising from now to Friday, it is... For Mercedes? Yeah, it is drastic. No, yeah, they definitely they definitely did, like, fix a significant amount of issues, but there definitely is still some issues. Like, did you just even notice how happy Lewis Hamilton was for a P3? I've never seen Lewis Hamilton so happy for a P3 before, bro. <laughs> it's like definitely he knew that like oh this car is not fast but then thinking back to what they said he they all did say we won't be fighting for race wins at the start of the season but the car has a lot of performance to that they can find within it so that's why i mm-hmm. wouldn't count mercedes out yet yeah because we know how I th- they are. yeah so they i guess it's just about how fast how they fast they can catch up their, yeah and and how much they can minimize like losing like in yeah. Bahrain they because they got they got lucky this race that Red Bull just completely lost both drivers yeah they minimized a lot of points yeah so if it's gonna take them five races to fix the issue as long as they're there to yeah. capitalize I mean, it on is, the yeah it's a twenty three race season I think I think their limit is well I don't want I'm not gonna give them like a flat out limit but I definitely want to say that. They should definitely be, you know, P one or P two within five races, or else it's not gonna look too good. Because Ferrari don't is, look like they're gonna slow down anytime soon. I feel like once Mercedes figure out the issue, they might be quicker than everybody else by a good amount. Really, you think I, they'll make that much of an improvement? I think so. Yeah, because for them to take such a different side pod approach, mm. there has to be something within that. 
Like, let's say they didn't face any focusing issues. I okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. But then what if what if their arrow is really good and they fix all their arrow and suspension issues, but the power unit is kind of weak? But they themselves haven't actually complained about the power unit, so I guess that might not be the issue. I think it's just the bouncing that's just mm. throwing off the balance of the car, and maybe they had to raise the ride height which costs for a loss of which, downforce yeah and that when you raise the ride height also i'm pretty sure it lowers your straight line speed yeah so damn i guess we'll see i guess we'll see <laughs> i guess we'll see <laughs> all right that's all we had now nah, i was just gonna call it off all right i bet thank y'all so much for listening we'll see y'all next week for saudi arabia peace, peace.